Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Evan Birchfield. Evan, how are you doing, man? I am great, DW. How are you doing? <laughs> good. It's good to be back. We've taken a little bit of break uh, since the season came to a close, and uh, this is going to be fun. I'm actually, we tried to get this together, I think, earlier in the year. Uh, you did, and then I ended up having scheduling issues, but I, mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting the better half of this because we're getting to talk to one of the only two Falcons who uh, made it to all pro nominations this year. Um, and of course, you know, the other being uh, cornerback AJ Terrell, but this guy, he's, he's been around for a while. And uh, we were just mentioning that uh, before we got started on the podcast and uh, let's go ahead and bring him on. We we're talking, of course, about uh, longtime Falcons long snapper Josh Harris. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, looking forward to uh, to talking with you and catching up. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, first of all, huge, huge congratulations on not just uh, the Pro Bowl this year, but that second team All Pro nomination. What does that mean to you as a player who's been? in the league for almost 10 years now. I think actually this this may have been your 10th year or coming up on your 10th year. Um, what does that mean to you to, to get that sort of recognition at this point in your career? Uh, yeah, th- this was my 10th season. Uh, so that was that was really cool to uh, to hit that milestone. And uh, it's been a blessing to uh, to have done it all, you know, here in Atlanta uh, and stayed here, you know, the whole time. But uh, to have, you know, to get some recognition, um, you know, definitely meant a lot to me and my family. And, uh, you know, just the support group that I've had ever since I started playing, uh, you know, sports, let alone football at, at a young age. I mean, there's just been a lot of tremendous role models in my life and a lot of figures that I've had to uh, to lean on that have pushed me to uh, to, you know, try you know my best at everything that I do on and off the field. And uh, the Pro Bowl was was really cool. And, you know, that's uh, <laughs> that 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 vote, you know, is, is made up of the fan vote, you know, the player vote and also the coaches. And so. That was uh, that 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 meant a lot to us to uh, to get some recognition from from my peers and uh, that that was really neat the uh, the the, the all pro uh, deal I mean that that's obviously a, a tremendous honor uh, as well but um, you know to my knowledge I don't think any uh, any coaches or, or players in in the NFL you know or in the league uh, vote on that I think it's just media members so right. sometimes you know that can be you know it can be telling sometimes you know you just never really know so. Hey, we'll take it, and uh, we'll just get back to work. And uh, we've enjoyed it for sure this uh, this off season so far, though. That was um, awesome. At the Pro Bowl, was there any uh, players that you got to know or that you didn't know previously? Um, yes and no. I mean, I feel like I have, uh, you know, whether it's just in the, the during games, you know, pregame mm-hmm. or afterwards, you know, said hello to to a lot of guys over the years, but. Uh, I tell you what was really neat was the the punter that was there. 
uh, this year, Brian Anger uh, mm-hmm. with the with, with the Cowboys, and he uh, me me and him actually came out of college the same year, and we're at the combine together, and this was both of our uh, our, our first Pro Bowls, and so it was really neat to kind of uh. see how that journey came uh, <laughs> came full full circle for us, and um, it was also the first uh, Pro Bowl appearance for for the kicker Jake Elliott as well, so that was neat to kind of. Uh, experience that you know all together uh, with, with those guys, and obviously getting to uh, celebrate uh, the the accomplishment with Kyle a little bit. You know, to see the success that he's had uh, early on in his career, that was neat to uh, to get to to spend that time and share share that moment with him. So just just an overall really really cool experience. Um, got to sp- spend some time with uh, with Matthew Slater, uh, kind of during the week. You know, coming and going from practices, and then after the game as well. And you know, he's obviously been a special teams ace in this business for a long time. And so to get to uh, spend a little time with him and just, uh, just talk, it it was a really cool experience for everybody. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, uh, You mentioned starting in Atlanta and actually, I I don't know if many people know this, but you attended Carrollton high school, if, if I read correctly um, and went to Auburn university, did you grow up uh, an Atlanta sports fan, Falcons fan, Hawks, Braves, any of that? I did. I did. I, I grew up a, a Falcons fan and a Braves fan. Uh, what what wasn't too much uh, into basketball? Uh, I wrestled growing up, so I never really played a, a whole lot of basketball to get into it. But definitely a a Braves and a Falcons fan. So it's uh, been been really cool to to end up you know playing for the team that I grew up cheering for and 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 watching you know on Sundays. And so it's just been a, a really cool experience. Uh, so well. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andy. Andy. I didn't want to no, go ahead, man. I was just going to ask, um, you know, because you're a super humble guy, but like the finally, you know, it's not like you just had a great season all of a sudden. You don't get to play long snapper, from my knowledge, for so long without having multiple great seasons. But to finally get selected to the Pro Bowl, like, what did that mean to you and your family? Like, how, w- how was your family's reaction to hearing about the news? They were they were over the moon. It was it was really cool. They uh, they uh, they stopped by the store and picked up some balloons and, and came. <laughs> oh, so they knew before they, you. Well, they no, I mean they didn't know before me, but they oh, they okay. did surprise me. I was kind of wondering, you know, they were you know supposed to be coming home from from school or I think it might have been some cheerleading practice or something, and so it got kind of late. And there here they come. You know, it was it was pretty cool <laughs> to uh, to see the excitement in uh, in their faces and sharing that moment with them and. Um, you know, my, my wife has been so supportive, you know, this during this whole, you know, ordeal and this whole uh, career, you know, for, you know, um, from the beginning. And so to uh, to get to experience that with her and share, you know, and th- that excitement with her just meant, meant a lot as well. Yeah. You know, Evan mentioned uh, the fact that like your position is one that uh, you're, you're sort of like an air traffic controller. People <laughs> generally don't know your name unless something has gone horribly <laughs> wrong on the field. Uh what what is that like for you as a player? I mean, to because to my memory, I, I and Evan, you're probably the same. I cannot remember the last time I saw a bad snap from you, which I think is truly a testament to just how reliable and how steady you've been throughout your entire career. Um, which is, uh, I don't know, you, you can say that about any football player, um, mm. you know, consistently. Um, but what is that like for you from a preparation standpoint and just from, you know, uh, finding that level of consistency that you've able, you've been able to carve out a, a decade long career in the NFL, which is really rare these days. Well, I'll, I'll first say I, I'm definitely not perfect. You know, there's, <laughs> there, there have been, there, there, there have been some, uh, some, some not so great uh, snaps in, in my career and that, Hey, that's, 
that's every position though, right? I mean, everybody experiences, you know, the highs and the lows of the game. And I think really uh, being able to kind of reset, you know, and not get too up, you know, not get too down and uh, just trying to figure out a way to, uh, you know, to accept whatever the outcome was of the play and get to the next one, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, just uh, get, get to the next play. And, it, you know, in, in our line of work, it's, it's one play, you know, you don't get a series mm -hmm. and you, know, you get, you get that one opportunity. And so, um, a lot of it just comes down to the training, you know, and just the, 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 the repetitions at practice, you know, during the off season and working with, uh, with, with, with coup and, you know, our punters and just trying to, to get that rhythm and that timing and the feel down. And so that, you know, when we're out there on game day, you know, it's, it's just like, a, you know, an, another day of practice, you know, we're not putting too much, uh, extra, you know, effort and energy into it. You know, it's just, that, that's our job and that's what we prepare to do. And so when our number's called, it's, uh, it's on us to, uh, to be ready to deliver. Awesome. Um, when I interviewed you, I can't remember what month it was, but it was before the regular season. Um, you kind of knew uh, coach um, special teams coordinator, Marquise Williams. Um, I think you guys like talked on the phone or something like it was like shortly after he was hired. Um, now that you've played a full season, um, what do you think about Coach Williams, um, who came over from, I believe, the Detroit Lions as an assistant coach? Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. And, uh, and Keese is awesome. I mean, on, on the field, off the field, mm -hmm. uh, in, the meeting, in the meeting rooms, on game day. I mean, he just he, – uh, he, he, he does a great job communicating, you know, not just to, to us in the specialist room, but, but the entire team, really, you know, because you're – when you're talking about special teams, you're not just talking about offense and defensive players, you know, you've got everybody mm -hmm. out there uh, contributing. And so he does a great job of, of uh, you know, educating us throughout the week, you know, giving us the looks that, uh, that we need and, and making sure that, that we're aware and that we know of every, you know, possible, possible uh, situation out there. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he's just been a, a tremendous, I think, asset to this team and, uh, and to me and my career and, I know Taku as well, and they uh, they had they had some history as well back uh, with the Chargers um, mm -hmm. years ago, and so um, it, it's been really good uh, working with him so far. And uh, you know, just don't have you know enough good things to say about him and the energy and just the the, the coach that uh, that he is. So, Josh, you uh, you mentioned Young Way Koo. Um, obviously, having been here since 2012. Uh, you started your career with arguably one of the the best Falcons kickers to ever play, uh, Matt Bryant. Um, that level of consistency at kickers is actually, I think, kind of rare. The Falcons, I think, have been really fortunate in essentially transitioning from Matt Bryant um, to to Young Oiku. There was a little bit of a uh, some some guys in the, in between there, but um, uh, what, what can you say about those two guys? What is it that makes them? Uh, just so reliable, uh, you know, and obviously Matt Bryant doing it into his 40s. Uh, actually, Matt Bryant and I are the same age, and uh, I, I find it remarkable that a guy in his 40s was kicking that consistently for that long. Um, what was it about those guys that you saw? Because you, you saw those guys every single day. Um, what is it about them that made them so special, so consistent, guys that the team can always count on? You know, I really, at the end of the day, you know, just put it through the pipes. And that's what both of those guys, you know, ha have done. And that's what Matt did for, for a really long time. And, and that's what Koo is, is doing now. But, you know, the attention to detail that, uh, that those guys have with just, you know, the way their body feels, the way they're striking the ball, you know, the way they're, 
their ball flight, you know, it, it looks, you know, is it, is it drawing? Is it cutting? You know, what's the rotation on the ball? I mean, they're so in tune to, you know, every, every small detail of their craft and they know how to adjust and correct and, you know, you know, just learn to, to, to play with and work with what they have. I mean, you know, you, you, it's, it's all great to sit and say, you know, you know, every kick is the same, every snap is the same and this, that, and the other, but to, and that, that is true to a degree, but at the same time, I mean, sometimes you wake up and, you know, you go out there and you're warming up and, you know, maybe something just feels a little bit different. And those guys have the ability to, to change a little bit. You know, I'm not talking about drastically, you know, right there a few hours before kickoff, but maybe they make these little, they're able to make these little minor adjustments to, uh, to get their ball flying the way that they, they need it to fly and, you know, adjust for the conditions and wind and all that stuff. I mean, it's really impressive to, uh, to, you know, have worked with, with two guys like that who, uh, you know, have been at the top of the game and, you know, to just kind of see how, how they operate and how they are able to, uh, to perform. Um, I have a question. It's, I don't know that you have a answer for it, but, um, you know, with a lot of, uh, changes over the last couple of years, you know, getting new teammates, especially this past year, is there anybody you got to know more this year that, um, recently joined the Falcons? That's like, you know, you've gotten to know really well. Yeah. You know, uh, Brandon Copeland, I, I would say, okay. you know, for, for, for sure. And Cope has been, a tremendous asset to our locker room. And he seems uh, like a really smart dude on Instagram. I always see he posts like financial stuff. Is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, not just the experience and the, you know, the, what, what he brings on Sundays and during the, you know, the week of practice, you know, on the field, but just the, the resource that he to a lot of guys off, off the field, you know, and helping mm-hmm. them with, you know, financial questions or getting them set up and, you know, different investment groups. I mean, whatever the case is, I mean, he's just, uh, he's been a great teammate and a guy that, you know, I've seen from afar for, you know, a long time and just was really happy to, uh, to get the chance to, to play with him and and to get to know him, uh, more. And so he's, he's definitely one of the good ones for sure. Very interesting. Yeah. I think, uh, we've heard some interviews with, with, uh, Copeland this year. He, he sounds like a a great guy to have in that locker room. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm curious, uh, sort of circling back to your position, long snapper. Um, what is something that to the average fan, uh, maybe they don't realize or understand about uh, your job? Because I feel like, you know, if, if there's a position that's not well understood in football, it, it may be yours more than any other. Um, you know, the, what is it do you think that people misunderstand the most about long snappers and, and what they do uh, each week in the NFL? Well, I, I would say, you know, there, I think there's a couple things to this, and I'll, I'll start with field goals first. So, you know, you, you, well, you hear a lot of people, oh, I, I was a snapper growing up, or, you know, I, I can long snap, I can do it. And, and they're right. You know, a lot of people can, you know, get down there and, and throw a ball back to the holder or back to the punter, whatever it, you know, may be. But, um, you know, at, at this level, you know, we're not just talking about a spiral, you know, kind of going in a general direction. I mean, you're talking about, you know, snapping to a specific spot and knowing how many ball, how many times your ball is going to rotate, um, so that when the hmm. holder catches it, the laces are on top of the ball. So all he has to do is put it down. Um, you know, and that's not going to happen 100% of the time, but it, it's you know, it, it's it, it's a pretty high percentage. You know, for for wow. you know for the for the most part. Um, and then on on punt, you know, that's another thing. It's, you know, there's a lot of guys that can snap it back there, but 
and and in the pro game, you know, we the interior guys have to wait for the ball to be punted before they cross the line of scrimmage. So there's a protection aspect that comes in into play after you snap. And so once uh, you know, there's a certain number of guys in the box, or depending on how you're you're calling your protections. I mean, it works the same way as an offensive line does. You know, on the defensive line, they're running stunts, they're running twists, you know, whatever it may be. And uh, you've got to be able to snap and get your head up and recover, and you're you know almost retreating. Uh, you know, to to get back to be able to uh, to block these guys, and a lot of times the guys they have, you know, rushing the a gaps. They're they're defensive ends, they're linebackers. You know, they're you know some teams utilize you know their third down you know pass rush specialists in there. You know, there's been a number of guys and you know that that have rushed on punts and you know a gaps and b gaps and things like that that later on end up becoming you know superstars that that you see you know getting however many sacks a year, and so it's it's cool to see that. Uh, you know, that progression in, in the game, but, you know, to the average fan, they don't see that at all. You know, they just see, oh, we're punting, you know, time to go get a beer, you know, or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. So, um, but yeah, so there, there, there's a couple things in there. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Um, so you were PFF's top. I don't, I don't know if you knew. Actually, I think I told you. But you were PFF's number one long snapper um, for the 2021 season. Did you do anything different or is it just you're finally getting like the recognition? Cause I, it's just weird to me because like I've known you've been good. And I think a lot of people have for like years, but it's like all of a sudden you're getting the recognition for some reason. I don't know why it took 10 years, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, the only thing that I can really think of um, this year uh, outside I had more tackles this season right. than, than, than I ever had. Um, I had, I've, I had seven uh, th- this season. And so that's really the only thing that I could, I could think of that would you know, be dra- <laughs> drastically different than, uh, than any other year. Did you wake um, up hungry this year? Like you just wanted to tackle everyone or <laughs> that, that, that's really what it was. Well, I don't know. You know, may, may, maybe you guys heard, uh, you know, art and uh, arts interview about Matt, early on in the season about the speed oh. program that he was in, mm. um, you know, I, I may or may not have, you know, joined in a, in a few of those sessions mm. over the, uh, <laughs> over the off season, but no, you know, a, a lot of that is, you know, my, my teammates and the guys next to me and, you know, I just end up right place at the right time. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've had a few, I usually have a few a year. Um, I've got almost 30 tackles in my career. So, 
Um, ho- hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get there this season and get to, uh, get, get to that, you know, good number. But yeah, this year was cool. I mean, seven tackles, it was, uh, it was a special year. It's not often you see that. I think people take that for granted. Um, and actually, uh, you're not, and I think this is true of many long snappers. You're not necessarily built like a traditional offensive lineman. And I think you're probably, um, Correct. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people typically think of long snappers that, you know, you're snapping the ball. They think you're probably a 300 pound guy, you know, six foot four, <laughs> six foot five. Um, that is not your stature. So do you ever get like, you know, those guys who are lining up across from you on, on punts or uh, on field goals who just uh, talk like, you know, talk up about what they're going to do to you? Does it get pretty nasty uh, before the snap? And, and how much of that do you? Uh, ignore do you play into it are you a talker are you someone that like tends to talk a little bit of trash when you're out there <laughs> you know what surprisingly yes i i i've been known <laughs> to talk a little trash i which, love it what but but then like later on or you know the next day i, I kind of i'll watch you know the film and i'm going what are you doing you know you didn't act <laughs> that well like but it felt it felt great in the moment right you know i had i had to roll with it so um no i mean I'm not really paying attention to what those guys, I mean, sometimes on, on, you know, I'll try to pay attention to see if I can pick up on anything that they're saying that, you know, would alert, you know, maybe what type of, you know, pressure or what type of stunt they're trying to run or something like that. But um, for the most part, it's uh, I I stay out of it. Um, You know, I've had, I've had defensive linemen, uh, you know, they'll grab handfuls of the, uh, the infill that's in these uh, artificial turf uh, fields and they'll grab handfuls of that, you know, and sprinkle it on the ball as I've got my hands on it, you know, before Ooh. snaps and things, <laughs> things, 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 things like that, you know, that, that, that happens, but um, you know, it, it, it's usually pretty clean in there, but it is, I, I'd say this and, and Marquise would tell you the same thing. I mean, field goal, I mean, that's going to be the toughest, you know, two seconds in football. I mean, it's uh, the linemen, the guys in there, I mean, the, just the, the charge that they have to take and, you know, the job that they do, uh, on every kick. I mean, not just big, big field goals. I mean, you're talking about every extra point as well. They, uh, they do such a great job and, you know, they, uh, they're able to protect me in there for sure. So uh, I've got a follow-up question on that because I remember reading years ago. Um, and actually I think, yeah, if you came in 2012, you, you would have played with Roddy White. Um, yep. And I remember reading that uh, one of the things that he attributed to you know, being successful as a football player was having wrestled, um, in high school. Um, do you feel like, uh, for you, your experience, uh, having been a wrestler in high school has made you more prepared, has prepared you for those tough, like you said, those tough two seconds of your life. Um, when you're, you're down there trying to get that field goal and and you're getting hit hard and, and, you need that you know, really quick burst of adrenaline. Uh, was was wrestling a big part of your life, and did it help prepare you for the NFL? What one hundred percent, one hundred percent, it did. You know, there's an old saying that you know, once you've wrestled, everything else in life is easy. And mm-hmm. uh, while 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 not you know entirely true, uh, it, it it does uh, it, it does ring true in a lot of ways. You know, also, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I was quite the same wrestler that Roddy was. I think he was a multiple time <laughs> state champ. I mean, he was a stud. So, um, amazing, but, yeah. but, I, but, but I, I did, I, I placed in the state tournament one year and I, I started when I was, I think 10 years old, all the way through high school. And, uh, just the lessons you learn, um, you know, and, and the, you know, just the, the things that you go through, whether it's mentally or physically, um, I mean, it, it's a tough sport. I mean, it's a grueling sport. And, um, 
you know, so some of the training aspects of, you know, staying in, staying in shape and things like that, or, you know, maintaining my weight, you know, some, some little things like that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling played a, a huge part in that. And so it's, uh, it, it definitely um, was a desirable trait. I know uh, coming out of, out of college, when I would talk to coaches and scouts, um, you know, when they found out that I wrestled, you know, I would notice them write down a little bit more than they would uh, hmm. with, with other, with other sports. Um, and I think a lot of it is, you know, your hips and just how, how your body works and being able to get a guy on the ground and, ha- you know, how, how to get a guy, you know, that, that's standing up, how to, how to tackle him. You know, I, I joke with, with my dad and my brother, um, you know, who, who are also wrestlers. And I joke about, you know, if you look at most of my tackles, you, they look like a, ta- like a takedown, you know, like a single leg takedown, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a little ankle pick or something like that, or, or a blast double. And uh, so we, we, we have a good time with it, but wrestling definitely um, prepared me for, for a career in football, but it also, uh, you know, is, is one of the best things to prepare just for life in general. Um, so this, this past season was the first, uh, NFL season with 17 games. Um, did you notice for yourself and maybe others, since you've been in the locker room for, you know, since 2012, did you see anything different in terms of like players, um, you know, being ready for an an extra game or if it had any effect on anything like preparation or whatever throughout the week? Yes and no. Uh, You know, I I think for the younger guys, not really knowing the difference. I mean, to them, I mean, you move from that from that 12 game college schedule, you know, whether you're playing 16 or 17, it it feels like an eternity, you know, Mm -hmm. either way. But um, you know, I, I think uh, I think our, our staff and like just the, our approach to, you know, knowing that it was an extra week and, um, you know, just as far as what we were, you know, being required to do, like weight room or practice wise, you know, th- later in the year, sometimes things start to change. There's a more there's a bigger emphasis on recovery and things like that. But, um, you know, there, there's pros and cons to it, um, you know, <laughs> selfishly for for me, I was used to playing 20 games a season. I mean, four full preseason games and then. Uh, 16 regular season, but, you know, the, the job that I'm doing and what, what I'm putting my body through is a lot different than what, you know, the, the, these other guys do. And so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're true professionals and, um, you know, they're, they're able to, uh, to make sure that they're ready to go. But it was interesting first year uh, having the 17th game uh, did feel a little strange, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be something we, uh, we start to kind of uh, get used to, and maybe it's, uh, you know, not, not as, not as challenging, you know, mentally or physically, you know, as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have to say personally, I hate the 17th game because we, we no longer have like an even number. We can't get to 500 yeah. anymore. There is no 500 <laughs> in the NFL. And that is incredibly frustrating to me. Unless you um, tie technically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it still throws it off. It's like, you know, 0.503 oh, or something. Yeah. What, whatever. Um, complete math nerd moment for me there. Um, Josh, as we you know begin to wrap up, uh, and again, thank you for, for joining us on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, your thoughts. Uh, you've been here now through uh, three different coaching regimes. Uh, started with Mike Smith. Um moved on to Dan Quinn and now uh, under Arthur Smith. What are your thoughts on Arthur Smith? He's, you know, arguably uh, came in with a a really strong resume, relatively young coach. Um, Everyone is young to me, however. Um, (laughs) What are your thoughts on Arthur Smith after uh, this first season with him? 
I, I've really enjoyed getting to know uh, Coach Smith, you know, both on on the field and, you know, off of it as well and just kind of learning how he uh, how he operates and, you know, just uh, I, I just learned he, he's a really smart coach and a very smart guy. And um, it's just I, I have learned an, an incredible amount about uh, the game of football, even, you know, just, uh, you know, through, through his meetings and, and, and listening to him. Uh, talk about, you know, really all three sides of the ball, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. And I also love his sarcasm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And, uh, you know, it, keep, it, keeps it, uh, it keeps it refreshing in there. And I, I'm just looking forward to, uh, to, uh, to moving forward and, and uh, you know, to hopefully continue to have uh, success with, uh, with, with him. And it's just been a, it's been a blessing to, uh, to, get, to uh, get to know him and uh, his family and, um, you know, hey, here, here's cheers to uh, to moving moving forward and, and winning games. So on Twitter, everyone's been going crazy over Cordero Patterson's free agency talk because he's technically supposed to be a free agent. Um, the one that is matters to me most is Josh Harris. Um, are you hoping to come back to Atlanta because you're technically a free agent? You know, I, I am. I am, you know, but at, at the same time, I, I understand the, the nature of this business and yep. what, um, you know, what, what, what can happen and what does happen. But I, I also, uh, I believe there's already a plan in place. And so my wife and I, we've just been praying about it. We know that, uh, that everything's going to work out just the way that it's supposed to. And, uh, that brings me comfort knowing that, uh, you know, there's no, no real reason to, uh, to panic or to worry about it because, um, it, it's in his hands and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see fit or we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. And, and, uh, wherever it happens, you know, whether it's here in Atlanta or or somewhere else. So, uh, and I hope the same for CP. I mean, selfishly, I mean, the guy, (laughs) he's an animal. And so, um, it's a a great teammate as well. And can you confirm you want to play at least another decade? 100%, 100%, at least, at least, no, no retirement talk tonight. Good. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Did, did you do you feel personally that, um, you know, the the accolades you got this year kind of does it rejuvenate you to kind of, I mean, you're not old. Hell, you're only a year older than me. Um, but like in NFL terms, you know, anything over 30, everybody's always talking about retirement and stuff like that. But do you feel like getting these kind of accolades this late in your career kind of gives you a like, a, OK, I want more of this? Well, not really, not really, because I mean, I, I don't, I don't play the game for the accolades. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when, when when they come, I mean, that's that's great, and trust me, we we've really enjoyed, um, you know, that 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 side of it uh, this season, uh, especially. But it doesn't um, make me want to play, you know, any more or, or any less. I mean, I, I give everything that I have to this game, and you know, I the day that I can't give everything that I have, you know, that's, that's the day that I'll walk away from it. And, um, you know, my body feels great. I'm in a great place mentally. Um, you know, it's been cool to, uh, to have my kids grow up in this, uh, in this environment with me and get to the age where they, you know, understand what dad does and where he's going, you know, off, off to every morning. And, you know, they, they have some complaints that really they only get to see my butt on TV, but that's, uh, <laughs> but that's, but that, 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 that's pretty much it, man. I mean, we're, we're feeling good. My, you know, I, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. And so we're gonna, um, we're gonna keep, keep plugging away. 
Um, <laughs> I never hold back my life. I never actually oh thought goodness. of that, but that makes total sense. <laughs> oh, my I, I, wish, I wish I wish the league would start letting me like you know sell ad space back there. You know that would be <laughs> that, that that would be nice. That, well, that, the that problem be, is uh, when there's like like those great kicks, like the Matt Bryant ones, where it's like to win something, and they've got the camera angle in the back. Yeah. It's like that's all we see of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll get home and my my daughters are like, Daddy, we saw you on TV. Oh really? Yeah, it, but it, it was just your butt, though, Dad. It was just your butt. Like, okay. You know. Oh man. Um, yeah, I guess you and uh, Matt Hennessy can um, relate on that regard. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> as we wrap this up, I, I do want to say, incidentally, um, I, I remember before. I think it was maybe even before. It may have been during the preseason. Um, I think there was one day when you were um, this past season where you were waived and then re-signed the next day um, that I, I have never seen a fan base freak out that much in a less than the 24 hour time frame. So uh, I, I, will, I will tell you, Josh, um, I, I think the Falcons fans that I know of um, hold you in very high regard because they freaked out when they saw that you were uh, um, waived earlier this year. And <laughs> I think we all want you back with the Falcons for as long as you will be here. Well, hey, the, every little bit bit helps, and you know I, I appreciated that support. It was a, a crazy twenty four hours, but um, I also got a, got a kick out of some of the messages and, and comments <laughs> on things that I saw. I mean that that kept me smiling, and it was uh, it, it was an in- interesting time. But um, you know, it, Atlanta has been uh, so so good to us, and uh, we we do love it here. And um, you know, so here, here's to you know hoping there's many more years to come. I hope so. I hope so. Yep. Um, all right. To wrap us up, I, I just want to I want to run through a list of names, um, guys you've played with, guys you've uh, seen on the field, and just get you know your first immediate thought about each of these names, uh, and that will wrap us up on the podcast today. Are you good with that? Yeah, I'm a little nervous though. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this should be easy. It's a, these will be uh, these will be softballs. Um, all right, first name, uh, first thing that pops in your head about these guys, Matt Ryan. All-star. <laughs> Stud. Um, your college teammate, Cam Newton. Hard to tackle. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, as Falcons fans, we know he's hard to tackle. We saw yeah, that yeah. many times. Um, former head coach, Mike Smith. Uh, great guy. I wish I knew he was a trout fisherman early on in my career. <laughs> wow. There you go. There's something a little bit, something new. Um, all right. The one and only, uh, the legendary money himself, Matt Bryant. Grumpy. Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That is fantastic. Oh, oh man. That tickles my heart. Um, all right. Former head coach, Dan Quinn. Oh, awesome guy. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have enough. I, I don't have enough words or one word that, uh, that encapsulates everything there. That, that one's tough. Yeah. Um, current kicker, young way nails nails. I mean, in the weight room on the field, I mean, the guy just, he nails it. 
Awesome. Last name. Uh, and I, I think Falcons fans kind of miss this guy because uh, um, he, he will forever live in, in memory for tackling Jets coaches on the sidelines. <laughs> um, former Falcons punter, Matt Bosher. Legendary. Legendary is the, is the yes. only the, the 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 only word to describe him. He, he's a, a tremendous uh, you know tremendous friend and uh, you know part of the family and um, and especially uh, special shout out to uh, to Matt and his family right now. Actually, his uh, his mom just passed away a few days ago, so oh. we're keeping them in our uh, thoughts and prayers. So yeah, definitely. Um, I have to say sincerely, I think Falcons fans absolutely adored him. When he was here, mm-hmm. uh, his tackle of that Jets coach, I think, will will live in Falcons fans' memories for that decades. Kenyon Barner, right? When the oh the yeah the body slam. Were you you the, were you had to have been on that play? Do you remember it, Josh? Well, the so it was, it was a kick. It was a kickoff. It was a kickoff, yeah. but that he he decked him. I mean, it it was. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. And you know, then it was ironic that that KB ends up coming to yeah to oh, Atlanta. Right. You know, and they were. Right. Te- I think they had a little like sit down interview together. Oh, it was <laughs> yeah. fantastic! You know, it was that was that 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 was good. That was good stuff. Oh, fantastic, Josh! Uh, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Honestly, um, one of the most fun interviews I think we've had ever. Um, you're welcome back on here anytime. Uh, and sincerely, we, we hope you uh, are back in Atlanta in 2022 uh, and that you get to finish those extra 10, 15 years of your career um, here with the Falcons. Um, uh-huh. Do you have anything else you want to wrap with? Uh, let our fans know before we, uh, before we send this off. I, I just thank you guys for all the support. It's uh, it, it's it's incredible, and uh, love you all. Awesome. All right, uh, Evan. On that note, wanted to remind our listeners where they can find you, what you have going on. Yeah, you can just find me on Twitter at Evan Birchfield. I'm very thankful for Josh coming on and talking about his Pro Bowl experience and everything. Um, you know, the more we can do to shed light on how hard his job you know, is, and he's not just a commercial break. Like it's a really important (laughs) position. So yeah. But thanks for coming on Josh. That's right. Um, And we're going to have to find a picture for the article we post here. That is not of Josh's back. He he has some really, I'll say, because I've done some Josh Harris articles, like when he, he mentioned being released and I had a meltdown personally, but that's for another time. But um, doing that, that then I ended up scrapping. I was like, oh my gosh, he's got a lot of like glamour shots. Like, I don't know if there's a, a photographer <laughs> following Josh Harris around the field, but he's got some really good shots and it's usually like pregame ones with his helmet off and stuff. So <laughs> it well, be well I, I, I will say shout out to uh, to our new team photographer. We do, ha- we do have some Auburn ties, so that might yeah, have yeah. something to do with uh, the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the influx, the influx <laughs> of pictures. <laughs> 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 oh, little uh, little college uh, love there. Uh, mm-hmm. Gotta love that. Um, <laughs> all right, as for you guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Falcoholic DW. Updates for this podcast at Falcoholic Pod, and of course our articles at thefalcoholic.com. So for Evan Birchfield and the one and only All Pro Pro Bowler Josh Harris, mm-hmm. this is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.